And we are live on another episode of SEC Tavern Talk. Uh, we're bringing basketball back during this quarantine time. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, but you know it's it's been a couple of months since we've watched any kind of sporting event. Um, so I know you guys are chopping at the bit to hear something sports. So that's why we're doing this. Uh, joining me today is uh, my co-hosts, Kevin Miller. What's going on, Kevin? Not a whole lot, JB. I'm just I'm wondering though, what is it? What is this basketball? Is, is this one of those those sports games? It's one of those things, one of those games that they used to play a long, long time ago. Like it's it's almost like two months ago. I mean, was it when people were allowed to go outside? Yeah, back in the day when you could go wow. outside. Remember that? Remember wow. that? Remember those times? It's fuzzy. It was crazy. Like, I, I mean, it's it's been so long. I, I don't even know what you know touching shaking hands feels like to be honest um so anyway and my other co-host rob mcnew what is going on rob not much man staying trying to stay busy cool cool well rob trying trying to trying to uh watch some horse horse going on to fill the time i still haven't finished that horse game but oh man all, all, Dude, all I cared about is I wanted an I wanted a uh, an old school guy to win. I wanted a retired player to win, just to you know, stick it to him. Well, I won't I won't say anything. <laughs> but the the cool thing that came out of it is uh, I, <clears throat> right before I finished the finals, I went outside, tried some of the shots myself, pulled some of them off. It was awesome, and uh, I challenged some of my uh, former guys from high school. My high school basketball fan to uh, do it with me. I got a couple of guys. I'm hoping to get two or three more. Do this. Do our own version of it. I think it'd be fun. Uh, you got to you got to find something to do this time. I'm I'm going crazy not having sports. <laughs> I'm going crazy in general, but not having sports is like it's just I don't know what to do with myself at the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's, speaking of horse, um, last year for my son's birthday. Uh, we had it at the the <clears throat> church gym, and whenever everything was kind of dying down, me and my dad started playing pig. Um, <laughs> y'all played pig, I assume, right? You know, the shorter form of horse oh, yeah. in three letters? Oh, yeah, it's horse when you don't have time. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we, should, we might as well have just played horse because this was the longest game of pig I have ever played. Uh, we both stayed at PI forever, like – Forever. And it wasn't because exactly. we were missing shots. We were hitting shots. We were just following each other's shots. So it was like, it took forever. And then long story short, um, the, the old man beat me. So I'm, I'm back nice. in my place like I was when I was in high school. So anyway, it was. A old men have superpowers. They course, really so. do, man. They yeah. really do. <laughs> Somehow my dad's best friend always seems to beat me. And I tell him every time I'm going to dethrone him. He's like, it's not possible. It can't happen. I'm just like, you're in your 60s. How can I, like, your shot isn't even that good anymore. How yeah. can I not beat you? My dad when I was in high school. I think I get dad, cocky in my head. I think that's what it is. When I was in high school, my dad used to, uh, when, we, when we would play horse, he used to make a three-pointer off his head. I don't, I don't understand how you have the neck strength to bounce a basketball <laughs> from the three-point line to the basket. But that was uh, the shot he always put me out on. <laughs> yeah, my dad is 64 years old, and he can still shoot the lights out, man. Of course, he, he did play semi-pro ball, so I'll, I'll give him that. I mean, I can't I can't say too – I can't feel too badly about myself. But mm. anyway, um, Rob, you got some things to get off your chest about the bracket <laughs> situation in the NCAA that we – haven't seen in over a year but go ahead yeah i mean you know i think we were all feeling the march sadness when we didn't get to pick our brackets that was that was rough that's i mean other than college football like that's that's what i look forward to every year it's when march comes up i'm just like wait counting down the seconds to the i turn off my bracket and pick and pick it i mean and then you know, a lot of people, they're going, the people that actually do well, they go through and pick their bracket in like five seconds. And I spend like two hours <laughs> at minimum, <laughs> you know, going through and analyzing it like crazy because it's what I love. 
but I don't know um, about you, but uh, I actually like worked really hard on my bracket last year, and and I actually won one, and it was the only one that I played that was one of four. Well, it was the only <laughs> one that I played that was for money, so I spent a lot more time on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, I was happy about that. That's the first time I've ever won a bracket contest, and it was for money, nice. so that was awesome. How many uh, people were in it? Oh gosh, it was my wife's. Uh, bunch of people that my wife my wife works with and then a bunch of the friends of the people that my wife works with so it was a, it was a pretty big one i won like 200 something dollars so okay it was a good time <clears throat> well i wanted to hit because we we put out a, a a virtual bracket of the final lenardi's bracketology to to at least have some fun with this and um I don't know who all did. I know three of us picked our bracket. We're the only ones. So, <laughs> so I wanted to uh, just kind of highlight our brackets and kind of just start with the lead eight and kind of explain why we chose who we did and and uh, go from there. You don't want to start what you with got, 16? JP? You don't want to start with the Sweet 16? We can do that, too. What's your Sweet 16 look like, JB? Well, I've got Kansas, <clears throat> Auburn, Oh man, one of messed up. Um, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't actually pick. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Duke, Kentucky, mm-hmm. okay, Dayton, Butler, yep. Nova, interesting, Forest State, Zaga, Oregon, Seton Hall, Texas Tech, Baylor, Louisville. Uh, 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 Michigan State and Creighton. Okay. All right, tell me to uh, your elite eight. What who you got winning? I got Auburn beating Kansas for the second year in a row. All right. I got Kentucky beating Duke and Dayton beating Butler. Nova beating Florida State. Gonzaga beating Oregon. Seton Hall beating Texas Tech. Baylor beating uh, Louisville and Michigan State beating Creighton. Okay. All right. We'll we'll hit your uh, final four in a minute. Jamil, what you got for Sweet 16? So, you know, Sweet 16, I had a lot of the same teams, JB, Elite Eights, where we'll start to get really different. But, you know, I had Kansas uh, making it to the Sweet 16, but in a close one, because that Houston team would have been an interesting matchup for Kansas in the round of 32, because they're long and athletic and can shoot it. Mm-hmm. And anytime you get a team like that in the tournament, anything can happen. But ultimately, I went with Kansas. Uh, had had Auburn. Even though they're the lower seed, I had them beating Wisconsin actually pretty comfortably to make it to the Sweet 16. I just don't think Wisconsin can score with Auburn. Had Duke beaten Iowa to make it to the Sweet 16 and Kentucky beating Arizona State. Um, and then here's where here's where I might get a little bit controversial, okay? Everybody <laughs> loves the Dayton Flyers. Everybody loves OB Toppin. Everybody loves the story and the fact that he was uh, – he was a, a fat kid who wasn't very good, and now he's super athletic and really good. Everybody loves the story. Uh, but I actually picked the Florida Gators, the nine-seed Gators, to beat Dayton in the round of 32 to make it to the Sweet 16. I just think that uh, you know Obi Toppin hasn't played a whole lot of guys his own size, and Florida has a few guys to throw at him. And then Florida has some scoring with uh, Scotty, um, gosh, Scotty Lewis. Um, and I, I like Scotty Lewis a lot, and he, I think he's actually going to return for his second year at Florida, so uh, they could be even better next year. Um, but then I had uh, Maryland beating Butler and Villanova beating uh, beating the play-in winner, NC State. I, I, I don't like Penn State, so I had Penn State losing to the play-in winner, NC State, but then I had Villanova winning. And then I had Florida State, who I really like. I think they're really, really, really good. Uh, had them beating... West Virginia, and then on the other side of the bracket. Uh, by the way, in the worst regional, that that top right regional, if you're looking at the bracket, the one with Gonzaga, that's a really bad regional, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> arguably, arguably the team that that you can or the team that you can make the best argument, I think, 
to win other than Gonzaga is actually their second round matchup in LSU. <laughs> but uh, I actually do have Gonzaga edging out LSU there. Oregon beating Michigan, Seton Hall beating Indiana, uh, San Diego State beating Arizona, uh, Baylor uh, Baylor beating St. Mary's, Louisville beating uh, Ohio State, Michigan or yeah Michigan State beating Cincinnati because I don't think Virginia can score enough to win a game in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Creighton beating Southern Cal. Um, so that that's my Sweet 16. Most of those teams ended up being the same as JB's with just a couple differences. All right. Um, <clears throat> and then who you got going on to the Elite Eight? Yeah, so I had Kansas beating Auburn, getting some revenge from last year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn win. Both those teams can score, but this is the best Kansas team we've seen in a, in a few years. Uh, so I, I, I ended up going with the Jayhawks. Then I had Duke beating Kentucky in probably the best game before the Final Four, I think. I think those are two very good uh, basketball teams when they've got everything clicking. Uh, and then I've got Florida beating Maryland, not because I love Florida, but because I think that's kind of a weak matchup. I don't, I don't love Maryland either. And I think Florida has some some size that can take advantage of Maryland. And then Florida State, I got I got them kind of blowing out Villanova. Honestly, I like Florida State a lot. Um, and then Gonzaga beating Oregon on the other side, Seton Hall beating San Diego State, uh, Louisville beating Baylor because I don't trust Baylor, <laughs> Michigan State to beat Creighton because I just think Michigan State is much better. Uh, so that gives me a, an elite eight of Kansas, Duke, Florida, Florida State, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Louisville, Michigan State. Wow, you're all right. Way different from me. I'm gonna. I didn't think he was that way different, but because y'all are gonna be, uh, I think you're gonna be a little surprised with mine. Uh, my Sweet Sixteen, <clears throat> I got Kansas, Auburn, Duke. Kentucky, Dayton, Maryland, Nova, Florida State. Then I got LSU. Ooh, 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 ooh spicy. I uh, get they're a good team. They're a good team. Yale. Yale. Okay. Indiana, San Diego State. Yeah, that that top right's a doozy. Um, Baylor, Louisville, Michigan State, Creighton. So. I'm I'm still among the like Gonzaga's a good team, but I'm still among the the fact that they don't play anybody. Like I can't ignore that. So in tournament time, like when you're not used to playing somebody and then you come up against a team like LSU who's got talent to compete, I mean, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I I mean I gotta I'm just going with the upset there. Yale was kind of one of those uh <laughs> You gotta beat pulled, Michigan and Oregon. Here's the thing. Well, <laughs> here's where you're gonna like look at me weird. I'm I'm pulling the upsets in that one. Like the twelve five, you gotta have a twelve five. I'm pulling <laughs> Michigan I'm pulling Michigan to lose that. And then um I've got New uh New Mexico State actually beating Oregon in the oh, first gosh. round. Oh dang. Yeah, that one was a that one was a wild card crazy pick. Because you know, I mean it's the NCAA tournament. You got one a lot of times that you just you never see coming, and I think that was mine um, because I definitely think that I mean on paper New Mexico State stands no chance of beating Oregon, but I, I had to do it. Crazier things have happened in the NCAA, right? Time. Yeah. Um, and then I've got Indiana over BYU, Seton Hall winning. So I got LSU, Yale, Indiana, San Diego State there. Because I got Texas Tech um, over Arizona and um, San Diego State, then being Texas Tech. So here goes my my elite eight. I got Auburn beating Kansas. Um, I you and you know how hard hard that pick is for me, JB. (laughs) That that's one of those I love the SEC so much. I got to pull for them. Plus, that's a toss up game for me. Kansas with Azubuki is dangerous, but he's Auburn still there. Hot. It's crazy. 
if Auburn gets hot, they are one of the best teams in the country. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, easily. As much as I can't stand their coach and their team and their school and everything about them, <laughs> they're one of the best teams in the country. And when they're they dead trees. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Paul, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got Kentucky over Duke. Um, that one was a tough one, but um, I think Kentucky – gets that revenge from the obliteration from last season. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, annihilation. It was was 40-something points. It was awful. That was barkly terrible. Yeah, I about cried in that game because it just, like, was um, pretty much depressed. But if you would have cried, it would have only been the second saddest thing that happened that day. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then... I've got Dayton and uh, Maryland. I've actually got Maryland beating Dayton. Okay. I guess I know. I guess I'm surprising picks you. I I think Maryland's underrated. I honestly do. Um, I've followed Maryland since uh, the year that they won the last national championship. Um, I had picked them to win that year, and uh, just on a on a win. And kind of followed them. I really enjoyed watching them play that year. And so since then, they've had my respect. And um, I've taken some chances with them. I've got Florida State beating Nova. Um, And then... um, So LSU beating Yale. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of expected. Um, So my... And then I've got... uh, Louisville beating Baylor because I, I kind of agree with you, Jay Mill. I, I can't like Baylor's good, but they're not uh, elite, um, or not. They just can't stand up, you know. Um, I can't trust them. <laughs> and then I have Michigan State beating Creighton, so that rounds out my elite eight. Let's uh, let's go back to JV. Give me your Final four and into your championship. Final four, I've got Kentucky beating Auburn, Dayton beating Nova, Gonzaga beating Seton Hall, and Baylor beating Michigan State. In the national championship, I've got Dayton versus Baylor. Two teams that y'all have out in the Elite Eight. <sighs> Sorry about it. It's all good. All right. Who who so go ahead and go ahead and finish your bracket, JB. I pick I picked Dayton, Let's man. I picked Dayton. Yeah, I picked two mid major schools to make it to the final four and I picked one of them to win it all. So nice. Okay. Yeah, it's, nice. it's a it's a gamble. Yeah. I don't care. I see what you did there. Hey, this whole tournament's a gamble. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what makes it great. The fact that there's only four SEC schools in the in the whole thing um, lets you know that this is probably not what would have happened. Because you know, what's the last what three years we've had at least six to eight. Yeah, and it was seven last year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I would project that we have at least five, probably six. Um, and and the fact that they left the, the uh, co-SEC champions, um, Georgia and Arkansas, out, that just really <laughs> blows my mind. Uh, well, you know, they did not lose a game at the SEC tournament, so exactly. there you they're, go. They're co-SEC tournament champions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm glad I'm, – I'm... Super happy to share that one with you, JB. Like, they I, I they mean, went undefeated. They they both, you know, they won all the games that they played in the tournament. So, hey, and by definition, <laughs> that's an automatic bid. Exactly. Hey, there you go. Exactly. They should have been in there. You know, Lenardi is crazy. He's going against <laughs> the rules. All right, <sighs> JML, finish out your bracket for us. All right, so you know. I had some different Elite Eight picks than uh, than JB did, but uh, in the in the matchup between Kansas and Duke, uh, it's one of those one of those games where you can't just make a, a pick off of talent or even off of matchup because you know they're they're both 
one of the top five teams in terms of talent. So I just I ended up trusting the coach that I trust a little bit more in Mike Shashevsky. You know, Coach K has what is it five national titles now? I think it's five. I think so. Um, um, yeah, it's definitely five. So five national titles. Um, over the one for Bill Self. So so I, I went with Duke to make it to the Final Four there. And then in the Sunshine, the Sunshine State matchup of Florida and Florida State, I actually have uh, Florida State winning that one pretty handily, uh, which, you know, I don't normally like Florida State all that much, but I kind of like Leonard Hamilton as a coach. I'm not really sure why. He just seems like a cool guy. Uh, but they have a they have a team that has a lot of guys that contribute, and I like that. They actually kind of remind me of the Florida team that went back to back in the mid two thousands. Uh, and this Florida State team just has a bunch of guys that they rely on. It's not just one or two, uh, one or two guys that they think uh, can need to carry the team. So I went with the Seminoles there, and then on the other side of the bracket, in what I think is the worst Elite Eight matchup. I got Gonzaga, <laughs> Gonzaga beating Seton Hall. Uh, I don't don't love Gonzaga, but if they get by LSU in the second round like I've got them doing, I don't see anybody in that bracket really stopping them. Uh, so I, I've got Gonzaga making it to the Final Four there. And then in another good matchup, Louisville, Michigan State. Um, you know, I think I think things with all the legal stuff in East Lansing could mm. could potentially have made this one of the final times that Tom Izzo has a chance to uh, to take his team to the Final Four. And I, I, I like Sparty to, to beat Louisville, uh, even mm. though Louisville's offense is really good. You know, they score a lot of points. I just, you know, with, with Winston, um, I just I went with, with the Spartans there. Do you want me to, to finish my bracket or, or leave it at the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. JB did. Okay. So I had I had to finish it. I had uh, Michigan State blowing out Gonzaga. I just like I said, I just don't trust Gonzaga. And I think you know, I think that the Spartans are a much better team overall. So I've got Michigan State yeah. representing that side. And then I've got uh, Florida State beating Duke, you know, in an ACC matchup. I know I know those those teams uh, have over the years uh, just had some really weird games. You know, when Florida State was really bad, I remember in Duke's national championship year, I guess it was maybe the 2010 season, uh, Florida State still beat Duke by over 20 when that was a bad Florida <laughs> State team. So I know weird things happen there, but ultimately I just went with Florida State in that matchup. But I think they kind of spend it all there while Michigan State kind of gets to coast against Gonzaga. And I think because of that, Michigan State – uh, is going to be the national champions of our hypothetical bracket here, beating Florida State in the final. All right. Interesting pick. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, I've got <laughs> I've got a kind of interesting final here. Um, I've got Kentucky beating Auburn to go, uh, in the Elite Eight. I've got Maryland beating Florida State, which – Hindsight probably would have picked, probably should have picked uh, Florida State, but I'll stick with my pick. Um, again, that's that's one of those that's like a uh, they they gave my respect a long time ago, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I know that on paper Florida State wins that. Um, I've got LSU being San Diego State, of course, because I mean that's that's an easy pick at that point. And then Louisville beating Michigan State. So Final Four, Kentucky, Maryland, LSU, and Louisville. And my final, I have Kentucky versus Louisville. And logic would state that Kentucky won the season, so Louisville would win. But I would be the worst Kentucky fan in the world if I pick Louisville to win the national championship. So I pick Kentucky against against all odds here. Now – JB's over there, like trying to fight himself because he's like grossed out that I <laughs> picked the Wildcats to win. Um, I mean, personally, I'm shocked that Rob McNew would ever, <laughs> ever pick the Kentucky Wildcats in anything. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm just absolutely flummoxed. 
You got to love the irony here only because, JB, what did I say earlier this season about Kentucky? Do you remember? It was it was kind of mid to early season. I don't remember. In our in our chat, I said I think this is one of Kentucky's down years. Oh. <laughs> Did you say that after they lost to Evansville? Yes. Yeah. Well, not directly after, but just how they played in succession after that. Yeah. Like they just didn't seem to be improving, and and the way that. Kentucky Kentucky typically improves is like gradually throughout the year, but they they kind of hit a late peak this year, mm-hmm. and so for me I saw that as kind of being down. Um, but the talent, I mean the talent just took over like, and and the experience and uh, um, that they had. So um, I mean this is kind of wishful hoping for me. Like obviously. Do I actually think Kentucky would win it all this year? No. But it kind of just played down to how my picks turned out. Um, and, I mean, if if I didn't have as many upsets as I did, I probably wouldn't have picked Kentucky. It kind of just went with um, – and honestly, I, I would probably say that Duke would have probably won against Kentucky this year too. The only reason I picked Kentucky was because of – the blowout last year, kind of getting that revenge factor. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of like surprising picks. I picked, uh, I also picked, this is going back to the first round, but I picked Stephen F. Austin to beat Ohio State as another 12 5. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And another ironic thing <laughs> is that Ohio State beat Kentucky in the regular season. And I'm making so you, you, I don't know. It's that's fun. You, you gotta love it. But uh, all right, we got uh, we got our picks in. Let's. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the format of the current NCAA tournament. I don't know. I've never talked to anyone who likes the current like playing the way it's done now. Yeah. I I don't know of anyone who likes it. I think that just communists. <laughs> well, I want to get y'all thought on how. I bet Bernie Sanders likes it. Like I said, like I said. Oh man, that's good. Um, he would want 128 teams, but okay. <laughs> JB, what? I think we're all in promotion agreement. We don't like the current state of it. So, what do you think the tournament should look like in your like if you had it the way you wanted it? The way you thought it should be. Well, first of all, 11 seeds should not have to play in. Uh, Amen. You are Correct. automatically better than 20 teams um, that are in the tournament. In the tournament. Um, so no, if you're an, if you're good enough to be an 11 seed, you should not have to play your way into the tournament. Um, uh, what is it? It's 11, 11, and then was there 12, 12? No, it's 16. Yes. There's 16 seeds. There's two. There's two 16s, right? There's two, and then there's 11. And, and then, 11 and a 12, right? That's what. I, yeah, I 11, I 11, 12, I 12. I think it's two 11s. Is it? Yeah. Either way, either way. Well, there's there's only two 16, 16 matchups. Yeah. It should. So what you're saying applies twice. <laughs> all all I care about. I mean, I would say 64 and one, but I, I would be okay with just with still having 68 teams and the all four 16 seeds being playing games. Um, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter because you know, it's only had a 16 seed has only won their first round game one time in the history of the tournament. That was last year. Um, two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Um, well, it still seems like last year because we haven't played this year's tournament and aren't going to. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay with having 68 teams, and but they all four of the playing games should be 16 seeds because it's stupid otherwise. Okay. Is that that's your uh, final word there? Yeah, I think so. You got any other thoughts? That, that, right. that is my final answer. I'm not using any lifelines. I don't need. Do you, I don't need to phone a friend. 
<laughs> what if in doing that, if you also incentivize the small schools that would be the 16s by having uh, the higher, like if all four 16 games are play-ins, if the higher ranked of the two in the matchup get a home game I'm- to boost revenue? And could you imagine, you know, like, you know, Northern Iowa versus Eastern Michigan play-in being played <laughs> at Northern Iowa, like, I mean, something like that, that would be awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. Those fans, those fans would go crazy. They'd actually get some revenue um, because they, you'd have to compensate them on TV money as well. And that would be almost like their final four, you know, because they know they're going to go and then get get the pants knocked off of them by Kansas or Duke or whoever most likely in the next round. So, I mean, that game would be super fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I think that yeah I'm 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 down with that for sure. Uh, they do it in women's basketball, don't they? For like the first round. It's or the two first, two rounds. first two yeah. rounds. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm cool with it. The difference is people don't usually watch those on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about a women's tournament? Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to throw shade there. I'm just nah. it's just a fact. Uh, unless it's unless it's South Carolina, UConn, Tennessee, Baylor. Notre Dame, you know, the main women's programs, they don't get people to watch them on TV. So, but I don't think, I don't think that the one sixteen games are on the men's side are that watched either. So why not, why not have the play in game? People would watch two evenly matched small schools, especially if they're a team that, you know, maybe has made a run in the tournament tournament before you know maybe george mason is a 16 seed play in uh this year and and maybe they get to play against princeton you know a team we're familiar with you know that would be really cool and i I like what what uh kevin said offline earlier um about how none of the 16 play 16 seed playing games should be any of the aq teams um because if you won your tournament you should just be in the tournament like, like if you won your conference tournament, you should just be in the NCAA tournament. You shouldn't have to play your way in. If they're going to do automatic qualifiers, let them automatically qualify for the tournament and not have to play themselves in. So. Yeah, and if you don't want them to win, make them 15 seeds and let them lose. <laughs> exactly. that, that's okay. <laughs> but but if you if you are going to tell teams, hey, you, you're an automatic qualifier, then you shouldn't then have to play another game to the, to make the tournament. That's no longer an automatic qualifier. Just play in. I don't care what they try to call it. Play in games is not the first round. The no. first no. round is when there's 64 teams. Exactly. Period. Exactly. I don't yeah, care how we, they name it. Can we get rid of like we have the first four, like. That's so stupid. Just call it the play-in round, and then the first round and the second round. Like, can we can we go back to that? Like, we're the round of sixty-four and the round of thirty. I'm like, this isn't the first round. Let's, yeah. Let's let's mix that. This it'd, is, be, it'd be different if there were a bunch of them. You're you not know. in the actual tournament. You're playing <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. You're right. playing to get into the tournament. It's a one-game playoff, which was stupid when they so, did that. So, KML, do you? Yeah. Camo, do you think um, – yeah, let's not go down that trail. I know. We're both brace fans. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Oh, I, I am as well. Oh, we're all Well, brace no. Fans. I mean, I, that's a whole other topic that – the format that I don't like. Anyway. 260-foot infield fly. Oh, for <laughs> yeah. real, right? For real. That is the but anyways, longest uh, infield fly I've ever seen. Camo, so do you think they should go back to one plane or stick with four? Um. I think I've talked myself into the four. Um, okay. You know, when JB and I were talking offline before we started recording, I, I mentioned one. But in thinking about trying to make it into a, an opportunity for these teams to have a home game and have a real matchup, not a beat down that they're going to most likely get, but actually have a real matchup, I like having maybe four four play-ins, you know, so you get you get these eight teams involved in these special games. I mean, that could be really fun. And so 68 teams, and that allows for, you know, four more at-large teams from the bigger conferences to make it, you know, so you don't you don't get a team like, uh, let's just say that um, LSU or Florida, who both were kind of close to the bubble this year, you know, maybe if there was only one play-in game, maybe one of them gets left <laughs> off. But if you've got all four, play-ins and those teams are more comfortably in and when you got big name teams in you've got more money and i think that's what the ncaa sure. wants. 
And really, that's what we as viewers want. We want to see teams with names that we recognize. We want to see one or two Cinderella's, but the rest of them, we want to know who they are. It doesn't matter what we say we want. Our viewing numbers on TV and the attendance numbers at the games indicate that we want to see teams that we know who they are. Right. Yeah. Well, I take a little bit of a different approach. I like. I mean, I agree completely. Of course, we agree that the plan should be 16. I'm not opposed. Like, I don't have a huge problem with the four plans. However, I personally would prefer just going back to one. Um, but I'm I'm okay with that. Like that doesn't I can I can get by with that, and it, it doesn't at the end of the day it didn't bother me. Um, I just I think the whole tournament is I don't like. I don't like automatic bids at all. I think they should be thrown out. I think that you should take the top 65 or 68 teams, whatever you want to do with that, um, as far as like the 65 or 68. Um, <clears throat> I think that it should be based on a lot of things. Um, and then I hear people, I say that to people, and people say, well, what about the mid majors? Well, mid majors would still make it. If you are 500, you shouldn't be raked in the top. 65 or 68 yep. let's just be real you just shouldn't and that when you get rid of automatic qualifiers i'm going to use my own my own team here the dogs the last time they won an sec championship tournament sec championship tournament they did not deserve to go to the ncaa tournament they had a horrible year and got lucky now that was a great run and i enjoyed it but they didn't deserve the tournament and they proved that when they got in the first round so you eliminate that by taking the top teams, and you lose a lot of factors for that. I mean, like, you would still have teams in there, the mid-major teams. You just may not have teams that, guys, that would eliminate, pretend, most likely, the teams that no one's ever heard of. But you would still have Cinderella's that people didn't, you don't expect to be there. Because, let's be honest, a Cinderella, if you're the 65, 65th or 68th best team, and you're winning a team as a tournament of that many teams you're a cinderella like let's you know but let's be honest um so i i think that you you would eliminate no one liked it who, who was it was it butler and wichita like now we know who those are but when those played in the in the was it final four national championship i think it was national championship wasn't it no no it was final four that's right um like the amount of people that actually watched that game was like garbage numbers. Nobody's wanted to watch that. It was Butler VCU, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like nobody wanted to watch that at the time, and so it's like that's fine now that people know who they are and, and everything. But nobody wants to watch all these teams that they never heard of. So you eliminate that, but you still get the same essence. So I, I'm kind of, it's kind of an unpopular opinion. I feel like, but I just feel like, and it'll never happen either because the, the ones that win the conference that have no chance of getting in want to hold on to that bid. And it's just the nature of the, the political nature of it, especially today, it'll never happen. But if I could have it the way I think it should be, then that would be it. Well, my, my, my two problems with that would be, to me, well, first of all, um, it would make the conference tournaments completely obsolete. Um, th- there'd be no point in them. I mean, yeah, I mean, some, some teams might get hot and win a few games and put them over the bubble, but they're really not playing for some kind of prize because then you're, well, I'm, huh? I'm going to stop you right there real quick because the sec tournament right now is a joke because the sec refuses to move the tournament back like everybody else. So unless you win the sec championship, the rest of it is useless. Like unless you win the whole thing, it is our useless because they've already picked the brackets before the tournament's finished. So you can make it to the SEC championship final game on Sunday, and it doesn't matter. The brackets have already been chosen. Well, I've that's seen. why Cal, that's why some of the coaches have been trying to move it back, like the rest of the conferences. Well, I've seen 
I know a few years ago Arkansas was on the bubble and they weren't like necessarily in. It was they were like close and then they went all the way to the SEC championship and then they got in the tournament. Well, um, they they probably figured that by before them getting like before them getting there. Does that make sense? But they've already. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like by Sunday during before the game is played, they've already decided that that who's in. Yeah, the championships don't matter. I mean, I, I get that. Like what you're, what you're saying is they've already decided it by the championship day, um, because they they put those out like what two hours after the SEC championship. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, why even have the tournament? Like, just I mean, they play what thirty games, uh, and they play uh, eighteen conference games. I mean, that's there's a lot of coaches that don't want them. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so if you're not going to have automatic qualifiers, just don't even have the tournament. And secondly, I like it because it if you get hot, and it's not about getting lucky because you have to like be hot and be on your game to win a conference tournament because you're playing like what five games in a matter of you know five days, pretty much five or six days, um, and in that grind you're you're constantly winning. So it's it's a um, it's a mini a mini tournament in itself to get to a, a, a goal there. So um, it, it says a lot about a team to win a conference tournament. Um, you could say that some teams aren't playing that hard, but my gosh, these are 19-year-old kids. They're playing hard. Like they're they're trying to get to the NBA. They're not just giving people games. So. If you win your conference tournament, you did something. So that's my two. That's fair. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Camo, what, um, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on what I said? So I don't like the way the current automatic qualifier is set up. I don't necessarily mind having automatic qualifiers in principle. I just would rather it be the regular season champion than the conference tournament champion. And I know that doesn't eliminate the problem that JV mentioned of uh, then making the conference tournaments borderline obsolete. Uh, because frankly, you know, outside of a couple teams who are on the bubble, nobody would care. And TV uh, and attendance money would be much lower. So it's not going to change. But in terms of providing the tournament with the best basketball teams, having the regular season conference champions would make a whole lot more sense than having the tournament champions because there there have been there's pretty much every year one or two of the mid major conference champions from the regular season they get left out because of, a, of the numbers game you know they get left out even though they you know they went 25 and and on the season and were really good and were probably one of the top 68 teams in the country but because they didn't win their conference tournament their spot got taken up by an inferior team within their own conference and it happens every year there's always a couple that are that way and you usually see them do pretty well in the in the NIT uh, to kind of validate how good they are but to, to me I don't necessarily care if that's the solution or if it's getting rid of automatic qualifiers altogether I just don't I don't like that that if you win the conference tournament, you could have been 0-32 mm-hmm. up to that point, and you can make the NCAA tournament. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think – but, see, I think if you take away the automatic qualifiers, then you go I, – I see your point, JV. Um, but I think that's, that's what I'm saying about taking the top teams. Those teams that – have that well of a season should be, I mean, depending on how the other teams play, of course, I mean, that's all in rankings, but those should be fall inside the top 65 or 68 teams. If you only lose five games and I mean, it depends on your schedule. You know, you may, some teams may have more leniency to lose, you know, two or five games. It depends on, but I think also like, I think that those teams should, and this is where it falls apart because of the, oh, we can't get them to play us stuff like UCF always complaining (laughs) football. 
And I don't feel sorry. Which isn't true at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. But my point well, is, is like. Just ask Dan Mullen. Schedule. It doesn't have to be against a Duke or a, like just schedule a, you know, a quad A game and a quad. I mean, a quad one game and a quad two game. You know, get a decent, a couple decent games on your schedule so that you can say, hey, we beat these guys or we barely lost to these guys, and then you gain a little bit more push for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, because if you're like, I didn't even know until baseball, I didn't know who Stephen F. Austin was. So, mm-hmm. like, they have a great baseball team. But when I heard, when they I saw they were in the basketball tournament one year, I was like, they have a basketball team? Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, no one wants. But if you Duke beat teams. Year? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, beat those teams, and then you start to gain respect. Mm-hmm. So if you schedule, you don't have to necessarily beat Duke. But I'm just saying, like, beat someone Please that be is Duke. already respected. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Beat somebody <laughs> that's already respectable during the season, and that gets you – that's like, okay, we can take these guys seriously. We know that they, they're not just beating someone that's lower than them or on par with them by the eye test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which and I'm going to use the words for football eye test, but well, we've anyway. seen some of those schools do that. You know, when you when you think sure. of schools like you know Wichita State, Cincinnati, now Butler, um, you know the, those teams are constantly scheduling out of conference games against solid opponents, mm-hmm. uh, and so like they 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 get it. But then you've got teams like and even though even though they had one or two this year. Um, Gonzaga is a team that still doesn't really schedule as well as they need to most years. Right. And San, I don't feel bad San Diego for them because State, of it. San Diego State this year, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, they only they only lost one game. Like they didn't they didn't yeah. schedule anyone. There there are a lot of these teams that still just don't understand that if you want to be considered a real team, you have to beat real opponents. It's just like, you know, you mentioned UCF in football earlier. It's just like that. Until you play somebody for real, you're not going to be taken seriously. And if yeah. and if the tournament was changed to where you had to be ranked a certain uh, – ranked high enough to make it or you had to uh, – uh, or it, it eliminated the conference – tournament championships from being automatic qualifiers, you probably would see more of that because people would have to rely on their resumes more Mm -hmm. instead of automatically making the field. And here's the thing I see with that as well. If teams would, like, try that, they would see that, like, look at what Wichita does. Look at their recruiting sense. Like, it helps with your recruiting if they know that you can actually beat somebody because then your school gets recognized what do these kids want? These kids want to come. And you got these mid-major schools. There's talent that are under the radar. That's what's great about basketball. You've got this talent that's underappreciated. It's undervalued, but it's there. And they're saying, they're saying okay, I'm going to come to this school, and I'm going to be nationally recognized. Okay, well, Wichita now has that, so they can use that in recruiting. San Diego State, eh, you know what I mean, like or someone further down. So that, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a, it's not. There's no perfect way to do it. Just like there's no perfect way to do the instead of like football bracket, even though Ashton is convinced that there is. <laughs> um, I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying there's no perfect solution because everybody, somebody's going to be upset no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think that is the most accurate way to get. I mean, what do they keep saying in football? We want the best teams in. Well, they don't do that necessarily all the time. But if that's what your goal is in basketball, which I think it should be, then how do we figure that out? And I think that's the most accurate way in which to do so. But, again, I can make the argument all day. It'll never happen. I mean, that is that is fair, though. I mean, what, what other sport can you say you really want the best? best teams because you've got a field of 64 like (laughs) like it's you should be able to find at least the top 50 to put in there yeah (laughs) uh, right so yeah i I, I get that um but while we're on the subject of automatic qualifiers and conference tournaments can we please move the sec tournament out of nashville 
Can we like <laughs> build a coliseum in like Birmingham, which is where we're headquartered? Um, or can we just go back to Atlanta? I, you know, whatever. Uh, we we play the SEC back on Eastern time. We'll play the football championship in, in Atlanta. So let's 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 put the basketball in in Birmingham. Um, just build a build a coliseum there and just hold the whole thing there, and then that way there's no home or, team there. Like Vanderbilt. Or you can just do it in Hoover. Vanderbilt, as bad as they are, um, they're still playing home games in the conference tournament. <laughs> so, and they often play pretty well because it's from their home crowd on that weird yeah. janky court. Oh, where, I hate that court. Oh, I hate it with the bench at the end of oh, the floor. So no, get get this. And you have to step up to get on the floor. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's they they rated that as one of like I looked at the top fifty or I don't know what is top hundred. Um, basketball stadiums and Vanderbilt was on like the top 20. I was like, are you kidding oh me? Gosh. That is that's one of ridiculous. the worst. That's not, a, that's not even top 20 in the sec. Come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. I'm not sure how the math works. out. Yeah. Know. But the point is made. And like, I don't even like it bothers me to watch that on TV. Yeah. I know it sucks for the players. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's all, but anyway, I, I'm not opposed to that. I think, um, I mean, if I were going that route, I'd go Hoover instead of Birmingham, well, yeah. but Hoover is pretty much, um, though. that's I mean, Hoover. I, I'm well, I kind of took over Birmingham, but anyway, um, I don't know. I'm not necessarily opposed to it being national just because national is national. Like it's, it's, it's become such a big, it's a destination. I mean, I get that. So like, yeah, like for, exactly. for the kids, I mean, they're, they're, I'm it, sure they enjoy it. It's good. It's good for the money part of it too. Yeah. But what is it that you, did you say, what is it that you don't like about it being there other than Vanderbilt being there? Vanderbilt being at home and just the court is terrible. I mean, those two yeah. things like, I mean, it, I guess you could say it's kind of a central location, but not really. Like, not for it's only central because we added Missouri to the conference. Yeah, the only reason that Nashville makes is then central because I mean you've got Arkansas to to the west of Nashville, but other than that, everything is south or east. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Florida doesn't yeah. think it's central. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh. Um, all right. Well, the only thing I have left is kind of just look at recruiting and next year's kind of outlook. Um, I don't I know if y'all have any thoughts on that. You weren't? No, I were not. <laughs> Let me look it up. Go ahead. I, I mean, <laughs> exactly. you what? I were not. I live in Alabama, guys. What did you say, JV? I said I were not. I live in Alabama, guys. That's the way I talk. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean, basically just kind of like next year's outlook on, you know, what's coming in. I don't um, – the class I don't know is if I can... kind, of, kind of forming anyway, so – yeah, I don't know if I can give you too many specifics on things, but I can definitely give you a general overview. And it's going to come as a massive shock to you when I say this. <laughs> when I say this, you know, you're going to be surprised. But I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Kentucky will be the the best team in the conference, <laughs> with, with Auburn, LSU, and Florida being the next tier, and then South Carolina will overachieve to end up being in the next tier, probably with Alabama and Arkansas and Mississippi State. And then you'll go a tier down and have Georgia and Ole Miss and teams like that. And then somewhere at the bottom, being very, very sad, is Missouri and Vanderbilt. But I think that Vanderbilt could eventually get a little bit better uh, because I think Stackhouse will recruit. Uh, But they lost – uh, they lost Neesmith and Saban Lee. They weren't expecting to lose them both, but they're both uh, going to the draft. So I think they still might be a year away from being kind of bad instead of really bad. Um, but 
that is my general outlook for the 2020-2021 SEC college basketball season, assuming that it happens with no social distancing and quarantining. Hey, get this, man. Um, I I hadn't even paid that much attention to it, but um, Arkansas is actually ranked sixth nationally in recruiting for next year and and fourth in the SEC. (laughs) That's how good the SEC has gotten. Four out of the top six and actually five out of the top seven are SEC schools. The other two being uh, two ACC schools in – uh, North Carolina by the name of Duke and North Carolina. I don't know if y'all have heard of them or not. <laughs> um, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're all right, whatever. Um, so, yeah, we got the SEC as, you know, five out of the top seven. That's pretty pretty darn good for the conference. Uh, I mean, it could, yeah. it could get, you know, it's going to change between now and, you know. Yeah, we still got plenty of time. Yeah, there's plenty of time for it. But I'm, I'm pretty confident about being sixth in the nation and fourth in the SEC, even though. I don't like being behind Tennessee because I hate Tennessee <laughs> so much and LSU, who I also hate. I don't hate LSU as much as I used to. I just really, really hate Will, Will, uh, Will, I was going to say Will Wheaton, but that's not him. That's Will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's his name? Will Wade. Will, Will Wade. Wade. Will Wade. Not Will Wheaton. You said Will Wheaton. Not Will Wheaton. <laughs> And not Wade Wilson. And not Wade Wilson. And not Will Muschamp. Oh, my Um, gosh. That's that's good. (laughs) You do know who Will Wheaton is, right? Yes, I know who Will Wheaton is. Okay. Wesley Crusher is who Will Wheaton is. Okay. Oh, man. Can I I get get some, uh, some props for my Gamecocks, though? Every year since 2015, being picked to finish 12th or worse, in the conference and finishing in the top five four out of the last five years. I'll take it. Hey, when you when you lose to bad teams and beat good teams, you're bound to do something right. Uh, I mean that's about right. You know, you lose to you lose to Stetson uh at home, but you beat Virginia on the road and you beat Kentucky, Kentucky. and you beat Arkansas on the road. Yeah. And, I mean but that's that's a Frank Martin team for you. Uh-huh. They're not really that good, but if you're not ready, they're going to beat you. Yeah, exactly. And well, they're going to make it hurt. Uh-huh. Yeah, Frank Martin's team always plays good D, and that's what keeps them in games and gives them a shot. Um, yeah, I don't – Kentucky's got the number one recruiting class. I mean, they'll be – No. Yeah. Are you kidding? They'll be – so, I mean, the, the the part that hurts is they're losing a lot. Uh, all the experience is just gone. Um, and so it's going to be a fresh start, no pun intended, um, of uh, diaper dandies. But uh, or, or is it a freshman start? Uh Good, good one. Put in. Wow. They they'll they'll be all right. The the thing that I'm looking forward to and trying to be as optimistic as possible is as Kentucky is my secondary team, my dogs. I oh man, I was this was this was rough this year. I felt I felt a little bit like. The last couple of years of basketball, I felt a little bit like JB in the um, one wins football season. I felt your pain a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we win? Five what, five games in conference in two years? Like, that's that's pathetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I believe in Kareem. I, I'm, I'm on the Kareem train. A lot of people are jumping off. I, I think he can – I, I don't know. I don't know if he can get him to buy in, but I think he's a really good coach. Try going four and twenty-four in football for two years. Yeah, I'd rough. rather not. Here's to the hall. <laughs> yeah, I went to South Carolina games when they went one and twenty-one over a two-year span. Ugh, gross. No, it's, it's not fun. Yeah, it's it's all good. But I'm 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 confident about Pittman. 
I really am. Um, some people might think it's wishful thinking, but <laughs> I really, yeah, really well, like I'm... Sam Pittman a lot. I think he's the best recruiter in college football, in my opinion. Um, coming back to his dream job, so uh, it, it's it's a yeah. So we're not going to be that good this year, but I'm just saying like it won't take that long. With his, I'm 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 rooting for him. I mean, obviously not to be better than Georgia, but I mean, I'm rooting for him in general because I like I love Pittman. Well, we don't play Georgia for like what two years? Play him in 21. Remember, that's when we were planning on going to the game. One year, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, they might push that back because we might not even have a football season this year. Who knows? <laughs> true. Hope we do. But, I do before we uh, before we get off here, though, I, I do have to say, if there were a, a Final Four uh, tournament between the teams uh, represented on this podcast right now, and Rob, you know, he gets two because he cheats like that. Um, <laughs> South Carolina beat everybody, so that's true. So that was fun. That's true. South Carolina beat beat Georgia, uh, Kentucky, and Arkansas this year. So I get to I get to have bragging rights at least for a short time period because next year we're likely we might lose to all of them. Who knows? <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, well, you're right. I do have two, but one always stays first and foremost. So no matter what, I have two, kind of. Memphis is my secondary school. That's another reason why I don't like Cal at all. I thought you were <laughs> going to say the Flames. Oh yeah, yeah. You can say the Flames too. Um, the, fl- the Flames are probably Flames are probably number two, uh, and then Memphis is number three. I just I grew up right outside of Memphis, so um, it was it was easy to to root for them. Um, and I also really like Penny Hardaway. Um, <laughs> you know, I was you know, I was always a big Shaq fan, so you know Shaq and Penny when I was little. I actually got to watch them play in an exhibition game in Memphis. Um, that was really cool. I mean, I was, gosh, I, I don't remember how old I was, 10, 11, something like that. And I remember I got to go all the way up to the gate when they were leaving the court. And I remember seeing Shaq walk by me, like, like literally like a foot away from me. And this dude is freaking ginormous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, my he is. gosh. So yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, I'm. I think that's 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 all I have for tonight. That's Just all I have. Get get some in. Um, it's it's not the same without talking about sports. We got the tavern, thankfully. Yeah. We can talk about it a little bit, but as as uh. Spurrier your cause at the talking season. This is the longest talking season in the yeah. history of college sports. He would have loved it until we got to the fall and there were no games. <laughs> he would have loved. He didn't it. mind missing practice. Yeah, I gotta say, as much as I despise him because he was uh, Florida's coach and destroyed Georgia for so many years, and just because he's Spurrier, um, great coach. But you know, I, I love what he referred. Um, when he referred to Florida State University as Free Shoes University, <laughs> FSU stands for Free Shoes University. I was like, that is that is great. That's as good fantastic. as that is, that's probably not even a top ten. Yeah. Career yeah. Press yeah. Spur- I, one day, one day, I'm just gonna put together a list of them. <laughs> but maybe, maybe my favorite was when he was recruiting Werfel, and <laughs> Werfel had just left a visit in Tallahassee and Bobby Bowden told him that he had a direct line to talk to God, uh, with the phone on his desk. And so when Werfel got to Spurrier's office at Florida, he goes, coach, do you have a, do you have a phone on your desk that lets you talk to God? And Spurrier's like, you know, is that what coach Bowden told you? And and he said, said, yeah, uh, coach Bowden said he's got one. Um, he said it only costs him a thousand dollars an hour to talk to God like that. And, And Spurrier just responded, Oh, well, you know, that's a local call from Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say all the time that um, um, that Spurrier was soundbite before soundbites were cool. Um, yes. He's the original soundbite king. Um, yeah, everybody talks about Michael Jordan and Kevin Garnett and all these guys being trash talkers. Steve Spurrier is on the list, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love me some Spurrier. 
but it's been a good cast. I've enjoyed it. Um, getting to talk about sports mm-hmm. when there are no sports. Uh, that's, that's always fun. Um, you know, it's something to reminisce about. <laughs> uh, talk about old times back two months ago when we had sports. Um, so anyway, anyway uh, I think we're going to call it a night because we've, it's wow! It's only ten o'clock, and we're about to sign off. That's awesome! I'm very proud of us. Well, it's ten o'clock in Central Time, but in Eastern Standard Time, where everyone else lives, it is eleven o'clock. Ten o'clock in, in elect elect Standard Time. Ten o'clock in Christian Standard Time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna call it call it a night. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Uh, I miss basketball and. Sadly, we had to end it in the middle of the season, and we won't get to see it again until November, I think, is when it starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Kevin's crossing his fingers over there, yeah. It may be December or January before we start basketball again. That may just push everything out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All I know is I'm not shaking anybody's hand, and I'm not touching any public anything at all i I keep uh i keep napkins in my uh car to touch doorknobs (laughs) and and gas pumps uh so anyway yeah enough about the whole uh germ freakness of me um but it's been real and it's been fun and you know what it's even been real fun that's for you rob um Just remember, brothers, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven, and we'll see you in the tavern.